and we are back. Welcome back to Fifth and Dribble. You here with Matty B and Locke and very special guest, Dane Pano. What's happening, my man? How are you going? Yeah, not too much. I'm just uh, I'm here in, in, in isolation at the minute uh, down in Victoria. So just trying to get through that at the moment. And Mate, I'm very excited to finally be on the Fifth and Dribble podcast. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate <laughs> excited it. Excited to have you on, mate. Yeah, very excited. Um, COVID ripping and ripping and tearing through isolate through uh, Victoria right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it is. It's a bit of an issue, but um, you know, we'll get through it. Hopefully, it'll it'll die down a bit. But I do think that this is something that might keep happening throughout the season, especially to the Melbourne teams. It's just yeah, so much in circulation. You can do nothing wrong, and, and um, you can't avoid it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right. Well, uh, I mean, for those who don't know, and if you don't know. What is wrong with you? Uh, Dane is the oh, center forward, whatever position you want to choose um, for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. He's uh, had a had a couple of years on the sidelines, my friend, with a with a couple of injuries and stuff like that. But looking to uh, rip and tear with uh, with the new season coming around the corner. Uh, I was reading something the other day. You're kind of um, kind of saying that it was uh, a bit lucky that COVID kind of ran through and the and the season was delayed a bit. So then you could make it for the start of the season. Was I reading correctly? Yeah, you were. I wouldn't have been ready if it was the season started on time in October. Um, yeah. It was just, yeah, I had, a, like you're saying, I had a lot of injuries. I had my back problems last, uh, last season. And then I came back and I guess I wasn't quite ready to go. And I um, I just, I stepped a bit funny and I tore the meniscus in my knee, broke a bunch of cartilage, which is, which has caused me, caused me some issues in my recovery. Mm. And uh, I guess it just took me, forever to kind of get on top of it. I only just had a, a cortisone shot on my knee a, a few weeks ago now, probably three weeks ago now. So mm-hmm. it did take me kind of the full um, break that I've had and uh, to, to get myself right. And I would have been ready to go for this preseason game. And um, unfortunately, I'm in quarantine. Yeah, It was a great game against the 36ers. It was against, a tight one. The boys unlucky there. Against the 36ers. Was that... Uh, Last the, night, the overtime one, yeah. That was actually against oh, Illawarra last night. Oh, sorry, yeah, Illawarra. Illawarra. Sorry, Illawarra. sorry, Illawarra. Yeah. sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's all right. Too much, too it's much basketball team game. It doesn't need yeah. with, the, with the blitz and the NBA going on, man, we're all we're. I mean, you can't be all basketballed out, really. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going crazy. <laughs> There's a lot going on right now. The pre, the blitz is just you know we're all warming up into it, so. Yeah, you absolutely forgive me for making that. I think the 36 has played yesterday as well, so it's yeah, because like, yeah, watch the other game, yeah, yeah, hundred, hundred. Well, uh, well, let's take it, let's take it back. Uh, tell us the story. How'd you, uh, how'd you get into basketball? Was the old man a uh, a big influence? Yeah, he definitely was. My dad um, came over to Australia from America um, mm-hmm. after he finished college, and I uh, just never left. Uh, he loved being here. He loved Australia, loved the culture and everything, and. Um, he came out to play basketball. His first ever club was Diamond Valley in Victoria. He just played in the state league. Yep. Um, and he managed to build his way up to playing in the NBL. Uh, once he was naturalized, he played a little bit for the Melbourne Tigers, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Um, so he played with uh, Andrew Gaze and Leonard Copeland and Dave Simmons, um, a whole bunch of guys, Warwick Giddy, uh, Ray yeah. Gordon, all those guys, from, all those legends from back in the day. And, stuck um, team, mate. No, yeah, yeah. Stuck. <laughs> yeah, good. And then when I was growing up, we just, yeah, I, I, I had a ball in my hand from like the moment I could walk around and everything. It was one in my baby crib and all that. Uh, yeah. I did try a lot of different sports when I was growing up. Um, my parents are really good about that. You know, they're not forcing me into basketball, but I tried everything else and I was kind of just shit at everything else. So <laughs> I ended up just sticking to basketball because it was the only thing I was really good at. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. And I mean, it helps being, 
uh, over two meters tall. That that also yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say literally the just jeans. stand around and look tall. I mean, it's- yeah, the jeans are great. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, man. Locke Lock gets that too. Locke used to work behind a BWS counter, and the amount of people. Oh, I'm six like, seven, oh. and I always get it. You play ball, yeah. And yeah, they yeah, act exactly. so surprised when you say yes, and like, oh, I knew it. And it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you guess that one? Yeah. But uh, me down here at five eleven, nobody guesses that basketball. <laughs> so it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. We do what we do. Um. Okay, well, uh, well, yeah. Speaking of the big man and uh, your parents, how how do you reckon that they would best, like describe you as a kid? How do you reckon you were growing up? Um, geez, I was pretty uh, when I was younger. Before, I, I mean, I wasn't like I wasn't that young. Not young for be excuse, but I was very competitive. I guess is one way to describe it. But I was more just like a really, I was a bit of an aggro child where I would I would lose my I lose my temper really quickly. Yeah, especially when it came to basketball. There was one time when I was playing. And again, I don't want to say the exact age because it's a little bit too old to be doing antics like this. Um, there was about a minute left and we were down by like 15. That was not a good game. And I thought I got fouled yeah. and uh, the ref didn't call it. So I literally ran off the floor because I was so mad and I just, like ran out of the stadium. And my dad was the coach at the time for my oh, team. Oh, no. <laughs> so I ran out of the stadium like I'm running away. From, I don't know why. I don't know, dad's yeah. my worst time. <laughs> dad has to continue coaching the game and just like get through the end of it. And as soon as it's finished, run out and try and find me. Yeah. I like run away for like three blocks and I'm sitting in some park. Dad's driving around. Oh my days. They banned me from playing for like, my mom and dad wouldn't let me play for two weeks. I'd just go sit there and watch the team. And like when I was that young too, I was like the only good player. So we were just getting smashed in all the games. Yeah. Because this is your fault. This is why you don't need to take A little bit of tough love there. You don't blow your top. And um, I would love to say that I fully learned from it, but I still get frustrated sometimes on the floor, especially, especially referees. I can't help myself. So Oh, mate, we've been to that many organizations and different beer leagues and stuff like that because we didn't like the referees. So we, yeah. uh, I think we're completely with you on that us. one. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. Um, all right, my man, well, uh, well college. How was, uh, how was St. Mary's? What was your college experience like? That was great. You know, I love St. Mary's. Um, it's just, it's a smaller college. So it was, it was a real like community feel about it. And you walk around the campus and you know pretty much everyone you walk past. So yeah, that was really cool. It was just a fun part of my life. I and mean, I got to be over there with my best friends as well. Yeah. Emmett Nah and um, a bunch of guys over there. I still talk to all the time um, for my team. So it was really close. And it, that was really nice to have uh, such good people around. Um, yeah. yeah. Samir's is always interesting too, just because. Like obviously, I got the opportunity because guys before me had done so well. Like guys mm. like Kelly and, and Patty Mills, mm. um, they'd done so well. That, I mean, they want they wanted to keep looking for Australians like them. So when I got over there, it's obviously very motivating to work hard so that I can try and give Aussies a chance behind me as well. Um, yeah, so in that regard, like scenarios, it was just it was just awesome. I loved it. Yeah, and you you did mention playing with uh, playing with mates. You played with uh, old Jockstrap Landale. How was yeah. uh, how was that? You guys, you guys still still nice and close. Yeah, definitely. Me and Jock are really good friends. Uh, I was just speaking to Tim the other day. He's in isolation right now too because of COVID. Um, oh, so, mate, so taking up. everyone out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Jock's doing well. He's he's over at, um, at I mean, obviously in San Antonio and um, he's yeah. saying it's a little bit tricky at times just because he's getting the rookie treatment. Yeah. Um, and um, he's like, obviously that's just the way that they do it there. You know, you come in, you've got to earn your stripes, I guess. And that's yeah, 100%. He, he goes from finals MVP like, to, to getting hazed. Yeah, exactly. That's what exactly he's like <laughs> yeah. finding it tricky because yeah. he's got like, has this, he's been playing in EuroLeague and everything. And now he's coming in being treated as a rookie. Yeah. He's rookie all American in college and stuff. And it's like, just, it's a funny thing for him. He's working his way through it and I'm sure he'll yeah. do well. 
Uh, and I mean, we love that Paddy's doing well in Brooklyn, but could you imagine if he was still there? It would have taken him under the wing a little bit. It would have been, it would have been a little, uh, little less hazy, I reckon. Um, the uh, NCAA tourney, what was that like? Was that action packed as it as it looks? Yeah, that is so cool. I, I got to go only once. I wish we had got to go a couple more times. It's just, it's crazy over the top, like how much goes on for it. They've got so much money. So like we, one of the things that was crazy for me is like we got a police escort to the um, airport and where my college was, was a tiny town. It's like only one mm. lane out of the town anyway. So yeah, it was right. like almost slow with the police escort. Like it wasn't like it saved us any sort of time. <laughs> um, but it was just cool. And then we got there and there's like a big commercial plane that's just private for us. Like we had just us and then like at the band and everything was on the plane and stuff like Damn. that. And they drove the bus right up to the plane. We get in, we feel like real celebrities and all NBA that. NBA treatment right there. Yeah, exactly. oh, right. And we flew into like Salt Lake and um, we got to go. We play in the jazz arena and yep. like we got the police escorts there and back and it was... It was amazing. Like the, the stadium was packed too for the two games we got to play there. And yeah, I wish we had to go through the next round. Um, we were really close. That would have been even, apparently it just gets really over the top. So they just talk about it all week on the news and everything. But yeah, 100%. I can only imagine. Through. Far yeah. out. How about that runway treatment? I like that. I really like <laughs> that. So, uh, so yeah. So after that, you come back, come back to humble home. And, uh, and you signed with the Kings in the 17-18 uh, season. I mean, we're both Sydney boys, so uh, signing yeah. sign with the Kings. Uh, we were we'll, in the we'll season members that games. year too. We went yep. to every game. It was, it was we a good were, year. Uh, it, was a, it was a very good year. Played a couple of seasons yet, uh, there. How was the adjustment from college to the NBL? Yeah, it was good. It's funny you guys called 17-18 a good year. I think we finished second last that year. Yeah, hey, mate, no, we are loyal time. to the soil, all right? Every year's a good year when the purple Be, Being a Kings fan, you learn to take what you can take. <laughs> being a Kings fan, you guys won all, used to win all the championships back in the day. Oh, yeah, back I in mean, the day, we were, we were way younger then, okay? Yeah. So, I mean, the memory's a little hazy. But, uh, but yeah, being a Kings fan currently, um, yeah, season, season's looking a little rough. Looking a little rough. Yeah. I mean, Bogut coming back was beautiful, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't yeah, worry about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> 17, 18 was actually really fun for me. Um, we were we were bad and that wasn't fun. But for the first little while, like, it was obviously everyone's all a bit glum and everything. And mm. then when you're like 2 and 13, like we were, I think whatever we were at the time, we were very bad. Yeah. It wasn't like the pressure lifts. And it's like you just can start kind of just enjoying it. Just playing and ball. We got, to, we got to the point where Jerome Randall came in with about 10 games left. And all of a sudden, like we were good because we had Jerome mm. and um, he was killing it. And so then the last, like, we started playing a little bit better. And then I think we, the last, like, four games of the year, I actually got to start because we had so many injuries. Yeah. And we won a game, I think just before that, we beat Perth in Perth, mm-hmm. which was great. And then yeah. they came over to, to Kudos Bank Arena and we managed to beat them again. And they were, like, second on the ladder at the time. Yeah. And us beating them twice really railed their season because they ended up coming down to a third and not having a home court advantage. Um, <laughs> They got so lucky they didn't play us before we got to Rome. Like it was so bad all year. It's just how the how the kind of draw worked out, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we 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 played Brisbane twice in a row, and that was like a spoon bowl because they were just ahead of us on the ladder. (laughs) Yeah. And if we won both games, we jumped ahead of them. They were last, so we had like a series. (laughs) Well, that's all that matters. You didn't have the wooden spoon at the end of the season. Didn't come last. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, and and obviously like giving it to Perth. That's always fun. Because I mean yeah, that was right. that's I in the love beating Perth. Those guys are the worst. Yeah, in the height <laughs> of their powers and all that kind of stuff. And now bloody Southeast Melbourne are up there at the top with them. Like far out. You're gonna. It's gonna be a good little battle, I reckon. Yeah, um, we're gonna top of them this year. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Um. So we've got to ask. Yeah. 
What was what was going on with Bogut's uh, defensive player of the year speech? What was oh, that about? Was that was that was that you? Was that him? Was it your own material? Like what's what's going oh, on? It here? definitely wasn't my material at all. I mean, someone <laughs> figured it out right away. I was just copying someone's. Uh, Will Ferrell did the speech. Yeah, like, I yeah. just did it like word for word. <laughs> like, like someone's like, oh, he's. He's like pointed it out, like, oh, he's done this. Like, I didn't try and hide it. I did it exactly. <laughs> like, just a small part. It was just yeah. literally just slightly rewording some of the things to make it more vocal related. Um, yeah, yeah. But the, uh, it was funny thing. Like, I do feel bad about it only because at the time I didn't realize how many people were watching because the year before the NBL awards were on. Like, I didn't even know they were on. I had no idea. No viewership, man. Went. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. So when we were going to do it, I was like, oh, yeah, this would be funny. And we were just kind of talking about it. And we watched the speech. And I was like, yeah, it would be pretty funny. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> and then I went up and did it. And then there was actually a bit of like, it made like a, a news article about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really bad after that. I, was like, yeah. oh, I probably shouldn't have done it. That was a bit silly. Yeah. And the thing too was that like in the front section was the players and mm-hmm. Like none of the jokes were that funny. It was more funny. There's just I was up there. Yeah. And then like um, they, but some of the players liked, and a few of the players told me they liked it. But they were just inside NBL jokes. Like yeah, I was talking about Sean Long's tweets at one point. So everyone yeah. behind the players had no idea what was going on. And that's where the microphones were. So it sounds like it's dead silent the whole time. But I actually had a couple of laughs. I, I think the dead silence played into it, mate. It was heaps funny on TV. Just happened yeah. like that. It was, yeah. We got in a lot of trouble too. Larry came over to the table, you know, like, come, why would you pull that stunt? You make us look so amateurish and all that. But then apparently because at the time when I went up, there was about 15,000 people watching the stream on Facebook. Yeah, and then right. people started tweeting about it and like that news article. Yeah. The stream jumped up to 40,000. So they loved it after that. They're like, people actually knew that the awards were on. Yeah, that's like, visionary. Yeah. You're an absolute And visionary. now we're talking about it years later, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. that's exactly. exactly it. So, I mean, I, I would say I probably wouldn't do it if I had, if I knew what I did now. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, I mean, I think I read Bogut say that, you know, it's like a five hour long award show and any any sort of laughter that you can get in there, like you just, you got to get in there. And as you said, the viewership was down. So, you know, <laughs> no harm, no foul. Um, one follow-up question though. What the fuck did King of Kebabs Bondi do to you? Like, come on. <laughs> we, we, we had to know, mate. We had to know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even remember. At that point, I can't, I just kind of slipped it in there. I think it's because it was like, that was another thing from Will Ferrell's speech where he said like, not the number three pencil or something like right, that. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. I was just, that was just part of copying his speech, I think. Well, yeah. I just know from now on I'm never going to King Kebabs Bondi. Yeah, fuck him. No, fuck him. And I'm sure to tell him it's because Dane said don't go. Yeah, Dane said don't come <laughs> here, so we're not coming. We'll just walk I don't even past. know if there's a real shop there that's called that. I was hoping there wasn't, to be honest, because I didn't want to actually get in trouble from something. Like maybe there was, but now they're out of business because no one went there. Yep. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Exactly. I know the one at Prospect is, uh, is popping, but, uh, yeah, not Bondi. Never happened at Bondi. Uh, all right, so, I mean – Unfortunate timing, but after that, you uh, you move on to Southeast Melbourne and you see a huge uptick in minutes and production. Um, you get to about eight points per game, close to nine rebounds per game and close to a block per game. Um, mate, are we are we getting back there after after everything that's happened with your, with your back and with your knees and stuff like that? What's what's the go? Tell it, tell us, give us a gloss. Uh, well, to be honest with you, this season, I, I'm more trying to focus on just getting myself uh, healthy and then like, comfortable yeah. playing again. So like I was saying, like it's only been last couple of weeks i've been on the floor actually feeling good yep. so now that i've got to the point of like where i can run around and not think about my knee and my back and everything it's like now i realize all right fuck i've actually got to get good at basketball again so they've got like i'm just struggling a lot with my my timing and um 
my like my spacing on the floor and all that kind of stuff. It just comes with playing. So I guess this year is more trying to get myself, you know, on the floor and trying to get comfortable again. And yeah. I do feel a little bit like almost like when I first came to the NBL and I was surprised at um, I was surprised at the speed of the game and all that. And it's feeling like the same kind of thing where the speed is getting to me a little bit at the moment, just because I'm not quite used to it. Um, yeah, so I think for this year, especially I'll be playing behind Joe Chi as well. And I think we have someone else coming in. I don't know if that's been announced yet, um, but yeah. they have, uh, I think there's been talks about someone else coming in as well in, in my position. So it might be more of a, um, just, you know, getting myself feeling better and yeah, making sure I can get it through the year all healthy and everything, hopefully. And, uh, and trying to get myself, you know, building back up so that the following season, I can come out firing and, and maybe get back to that same sort of form. Yeah, beautiful. We love to see it. Well, from one knee brother to another knee brother, because I've I've done two ACLs in the same knee. Uh, meniscus oh, wow. is absolutely gone on on both sides. Lachlan's shaking his head right now. <laughs> okay, he uh, just because he he's had a full he can, health his him. entire basketball career. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I, I definitely hope you get back to get back to where it is. And yeah, the the, the mental aspect people don't people don't talk about that enough. Like, because you're always always thinking about it like not just on the court but off the court as well like I, I don't know about you but when I was before I was properly diagnosed I was stepping off gutters and stuff like that wondering when the hell is my knee gonna go like it was mm-hmm. it was tough so um I mean I've got a lot lower to fall than what you've got to <laughs> fall but um but yeah it's still it's still uh it's tormenting um all right so what what was your what's your favorite game that you've played to date and why was it Kings versus Utah <laughs> Kings versus Utah was a really good game. Uh, it was really cool to be playing against because I grew up with uh, Dante Exum as well. So we were playing against him. Yeah. And I actually got in a situation where it was a bit of a, a bit of a dice situation for me where he got on a real head of steam. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to try and dunk on me right now. <laughs> Way more athletic than I am. It's going to be bad. But I That's managed what boys to do to each other, right? That's where I could foul him before he could really go up for it. Yeah. <laughs> it has yeah. to be done, mate. That's a business decision right there. Just take Absolutely. the foul and, yeah. Absolutely. He would not have let me live that one down. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, uh, that was, it was really good. My favorite game, though, to be honest, it was actually not playing for the Kings. Uh, yeah. As much as I loved my time at the Kings, <laughs> it was probably um, – I think uh, last there was, there was last season we uh, I played so not la- like not last year but the year before <laughs> um, we were playing against I think it was Cairns and uh, we were down by six and John Robinson scored a three this this is like fifteen seconds left we're down six John Robinson scored a three um, then there was like something that happened they brought it up but there was a foul saying they called timeout there's about like five seconds left and I was on the inbounds I got a steal I got a, I tipped the inbounds pass. And I passed it straight to John, got rid of it, didn't want it. Yeah. And um, he dribbled down, he's got another three, sent it to overtime. And like, it was so cool because then from there, so he had six points at that point in a row. And then he made like four more threes right in a row at start overtime. Yeah. This was so loud. He ended up scoring about 19 points on the trot for us. And it was just incredible, like how loud the whole stadium was. And even though like, I was only like a small part of it, because John did the bulk of the work, just doing um, all, all the scoring. It was just so cool after the game. Like everyone's just like, I was so proud of myself that I was going to be part of this comeback. And it was just, it was just yeah, a man. really fun game to be to be involved in. Um, yeah, I loved that game. I, I think about that one as my favorite game. I think. 
that's massive. I mean, steals and assists show up on the box score as well. So uh, without that assist, <laughs> without that steal, I don't think he would have made an assist. He had to dribble like the length of the floor. But yeah. <laughs> I got my I got my fingers on the ball. Oh, it's not so. one of those NBA assists where he takes like six dribbles and he still gets it. All right, no, I get it, I get it. Um, so speaking of your boy Dante, is he uh, is he coming to Southeast Melbourne? You scouting him? I wish he was. I wish, but he's he's not coming back. Not unfortunately, because I'm happy for him. I don't think that it's his time to come back to the NBL yet. You've seen a couple nah, guys come back to the yeah. NBL. Yeah. I think he's got plenty more to give there. Um, so he'll be over uh, in the in America this year. I think just kind of waiting for an opportunity. And um, I don't think that we'll see him back in the NBL for a little while. Mm, mm, I'm sure yeah. you'll be on the phones as soon as you can be to him, though. Try and get him over. Oh, I messaged him right away, but I, I knew I <laughs> yeah. there was no chance. Yeah. I'm sure there was a, hey, brother, I'm sure you look good in green. Get down here. Let's go. <laughs> but um, It's but a yeah, funny I mean, situation we, for him, though, because he's he's part owner. So he's like, you're paying true. his <laughs> Oh, I mean, but Bogues did it. Bogues got away yeah, with it. True. So, you know, why not? If you can be if you can be player, owner, coach, whatever, whatever you exactly. want to uh, throw exactly. out there. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, we... We're absolutely, we were absolutely rooting for him. In uh, he had a great Olympics, and I mean, uh, playing along Tees and just both of them like showing their length and stuff like that. We thought he was in for a, a really big year, so it was a big shock to us when uh, when Houston decided to go the other way. Um, we're we're obviously pulling for him. I mean, anybody anybody homegrown, we uh, we always always follow till we die. So um, so yeah. Speaking speaking of the boys, speaking of uh, following till you die, what uh without throwing too many people under the bus. Do you have any good uh, good college or uh, NBA stories you can share? Uh, um, I mean, I was just trying to think about that, actually. Uh, not really. I mean, nothing crazy that we did. Um, I guess maybe one that I could share. It's nothing that exciting, but we used to do uh, – one thing I used to love about college was that, that we brought around was we had, like, the beer Olympics at the end of the season – and yes. Jock Landau was extremely impressive at the Beer Olympics. <laughs> he gives off those <laughs> vibes, I must side say. Note. Like yeah. We would easily win the Beer Olympics each year just by purely having Jock as our trump card. And then we'd obviously all carry on the back and like, yeah, our Aussies, we can smash you Americans in beer drinking. <laughs> Even though it was really just Jock that was just doing all the work for us. Um, we, used to, we did this one game, I think it was, it's called uh, Flip Cup. Yeah. And there's like six on each side. And each time, like, uh, someone went out, you'd keep the six cups on your side and it just meant that, like, someone would have to do two. Yeah. And us, we were, it was Australia versus America and uh, it was, like, six on six. Anyway, it got down to the fact that there was four Americans, so they had six cups for them and then there was just Jock with six <laughs> cups in front of him and he won four rounds in a row all by himself. And it was, like, it was at least, like, what three beers, I think, total. So he's just, like, smashing them down. Jeez. And, we, and we, when he won that, we went absolute bananas. And that was that was a great time. So I guess that's one college story for you. Okay, well, uh, Jock officially has made the fifth and dribble all-party list. Uh, he's, uh, he's, the, he's party starting, starting forward. Yeah he's, yeah, he's a part of the starting five. We'd love to see that. Um, oh, man, well, you know, you know when you're at... Okay, I don't want to, you know, no omens, no knocking on wood. But if you could be remembered for one thing, what what do you want to be remembered for? Um, to be honest with you, I just like to be remembered as a good teammate. My um, my dad, one of the things that like I really uh, I can proud about with my dad is that everywhere I would go when I was a junior and even now we go to different basketball stadiums. And he has friends like everywhere, um, yeah. all from like the basketball community, and they always just tell me about. Um, how much I love just having my dad around. And um, I was just hoping that like one day that can be like me where I can go into a stadium and, and see different guys and and just be able to chat to like have all these friends all through the basketball community because, you know, they like to have me around them as a teammate or just 
playing against him and all that. And yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully I can be remembered as, as a good teammate and, and I have a lot of friends when I retire. Yeah, man. Love that. That That's a fantastic answer. Fantastic answer. Um, now, Locke, I know you really wanted to ask this question because you go up against uh, a bunch of big guys. Not and, as uh, big as Dane. But, not uh, as big as Dane, but yeah. uh, uh, take it away, my friend. As a big man, who did you just hate playing against? This could be NBL, college, whoever that just when you saw coming up against them, you were like, yeah, nah, I might fake something tonight. Who's your, who's your Kawhi? <laughs> yeah. My fake something. I would never fake something. <laughs> like, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a few guys that I don't love defending. Uh, I don't love defending Nate JY. He's so big and strong. Yeah. yeah. He's just an absolute man mountain. Um, Outback Shack. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. Outback Shack. The thing is that Nate is actually so nice. I still remember my first year. Like, I think I came out and he just pitied me. He didn't even post me up once. <laughs> no, he would have absolutely dominated me. He's just such a nice guy. I did have, I did struggle a lot against Sean Long. Um, yeah. He was very, he really got the best of me uh, pretty much every time we played him. I didn't love that. Um, in college, um, we had to play against Sabonis and yeah. he was really good. Yeah. And yeah. our coach at the time, he wouldn't take into account that I'm playing against a guy that's like a future NBA all-star. Yeah. And if he starts scoring on me, he'd just start ripping me. This guy is actually super hard to defend. <laughs> yeah. He's actually He's getting shots coach. that are right. pretty, pretty yeah. impressive. Like, I don't yeah, think yeah. I made that bad of defense. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, that, those ones would keep me up at night a little bit, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess there's those three. I love that. I could imagine that whole just be like, Dane, what are you doing? I was, Come on, man. He's a he's a future all star. This man's a face too. of Indiana. Come on, let's go. Oh, uh, he was tricky. I mean, one time like he he's like dribbles, like turns his back on me and then spins around and shoots with his left and just like right over my hand. I was like, I think I did as good as I could there. And he scored. Yeah. Come on, Dane, keep it out of his hands. Don't let him catch it in the first place. I was like, yeah, all right, I guess maybe I could do that. I could, yeah, maybe, try it. maybe that's my goal. Too bad he didn't play for Duke, then you could have just chopped his legs out from underneath him. <laughs> yeah, could have got dirty. Um, all right, man. Well, uh, I think that's pretty well. Pretty well. It, we do have three questions that we ask all of our uh, guests, if you don't mind sticking around for those as well. Um, so a book, podcast, movie, or album that has just changed your life. Can be one, can be multiple. Um. Yeah, I saw this at the bottom of the email just before I, when I clicked on the link. Um, I started to think about it a little bit. Uh, I remember when I was actually just in high school, we watched a movie called uh, Into the Wild. And okay. um, it, was the, it was the one where at the end of it, he like, comes to the realisation is like happiness is only real when shared. And I yep. guess that's something that like stuck with me a little bit because it's just it's true. You know, it's the, the best things is when you're sharing it with your friends. And like, that's why I love team sports. It's just... When you win, you know, you get to all celebrate together. It's, it'd, be, it'd be miserable to me if I was playing an individual sport. You win and it's like you're just celebrating yourself the whole time. Yeah. You feel like mm. almost up yourself. But when you win together with a team, you know, it's just it's so much fun. And even when you lose together, you know, you all sit there and you get to complain about the refs together. You yeah. get to complain <laughs> about the coach together. You get to complain about whatever you want. And it's just but it's all together. And I just that's one thing that I, I guess I always think about a little bit is that, that um, saying from that uh, Into the Wild that happiness is only real when shared. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, brother, brotherhood is everything. Um, if you if you could play, I mean, we're a football and a basketball podcast, but so pick your poison. Uh, if you could play football or basketball with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Uh, I would play AFL footy with. Um, I would play with 
uh, Buddy Franklin. That would be really cool. Yeah, nice. Love Buddy. Um, and basketball, basketball is tricky. Um, I guess I'd play with LeBron. That's yeah. who I'd play with. I mean, that would be <laughs> that'd be very cool. I would imagine myself. I'd try and throw on a lob. Um, oh yeah. Try and throw like way too high, so just to see how high he could jump. Yeah, just really test him out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Go and get this forty-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I play with like twenty-two-year-old LeBron. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Prime would, athlete LeBron. Yeah, that would be beautiful. Oh man. I mean, even just even when I'm having a bit of a down day, I just throw his highlights on. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I'm all is right with the world. Fifty dunks or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right, and uh, and last one, my friend. Um, what is what's your favorite mum dish? What's the number one dish that your mum makes that just tops them all? Um. I think my mum's best dish is probably just like her roast, which is a pretty standard like Aussie mum dish, yes. I think. But it's a, it's a it's a good meal. And the lamb roast she does is she nails it every time. It's not yeah. super hard, but she does nail it. So um, that's my favourite um, meal that my mum makes. That's it. Love that. Love that. Well, I, I mean, that's all we got for you today, my friend. Thank you very much. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, is there... Is there anywhere, I mean, outside of tuning into SEM games, is there anywhere that, you know, people can find you and, and hit you with lots of love and support? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram if you want. But uh, no, I'm, I'll just look at all the comments underneath the Fifth and Dribble uh, podcast and, uh, and that, that'll be enough for me. Yeah, I appreciate that, appreciate my man. It, man. Appreciate it. All right, well, uh, Locke, I mean, the man said it himself, at Fifth and Dribble, Instagram, Twitter. Where, where can people leave us a voice message as well, Locke? When you've been practicing, come on. <laughs> Anchor.fm. Yeah, that's it. All right, guys. Well, thanks again, Dane, and uh, we will catch you guys in the next one.